RKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access here on 106.1 FM. Nash Icon, we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app is available for you anywhere in the world via iHeart to listen in. No excuse not to. You can also check out our podcast following each show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on More, click on Podcasts, and you'll be able to listen back to what you may have missed or what you may have liked. Easy to do. You can catch us via Alexa. Just say play WRKN or play Nash Icon 106.1 FM, and you can listen that way, too. Email me, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. That's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Or call the show at 504-260-1061. A little bit later in the show, we'll talk basketball, all phases, whether it's pro, college, or prep with our good and great friend, 12-time state championship high school coach, Timmy Bird. Knows a little bit about LSU. Spent a little time there, too, back in the day. Because I, I tease that because... Our guest right now to talk about LSU's gentleman that's done an outstanding job as publisher, owner, and of course contributor to TigerBay.com for so many years now. He is Mike Scarborough. Mike, listen, really appreciate the time. Always a pleasure. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year to you. Hey, you too. Happy New Year, Ken. Um, I got noise in the background because I'm presently at the Olario Center in West Wigo for the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Basketball Classic. With games going on, you can check out CrescentCitySports.com for coverage of that and my Twitter feed as well. But Mike, it's good to have you. And obviously the you know the primary topic of conversation is last night's game, although I don't think it's really worth talking about that much, do you? No, and and and, and I you know fans uh on our site and the shows we do or you know uh talking about breaking it down or or, or but I I I I think a lot of fans are basically saw what it was, uh, a game that they wish wasn't taking place. I think many uh, LSU fans and I think many LSU athletic department officials wish that there was some way they could have gotten out of play in the game. Um, in fact, I, I'm, I've got sources that tell me they even tried, uh, but uh, they were told, uh, you, 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 we let you out of last year's bowl game. We're, we're not letting you out of this one. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's, um, it is what it is. It's over with. Um, it was some embarrassing moments, um, but uh, now Brian Kelly really has a major rebuild job in front of him, and I think I, I think most LSU fans know what that game was last night. Uh, I think probably for most of them, thankfully, it's bracketed between 
a, a win over Kentucky in basketball, and then Kim Mulkey's got uh, South Carolina number one ranked coming in the PMAC tomorrow night. Um, so January, though, for, for football heads is going to be, you know, finishing off the 22 recruiting class and then also seeing how quickly they can get some immediate help in the transfer portal. And I know Brian Poley and uh, Brian Kelly's special teams coordinator and a guy who's been very active with extending offers to transfer portal kids uh, is absolutely very busy. So next week after the national championship game, when the dead period's over with, and you can start hosting official visitors and unofficial visitors and start getting into really the nuts and bolts of, of the rebuild, it's going to be very interesting going forward, and, and it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be fast and furious because LSU still has a lot of, of, of spots open for the 22 class. And so it's going to be, you know, compared to most recent years, uh, since there's been two signing periods, I think January is going to be the most active. Visiting with Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com, 260-1061 if you'd like to join us. You mentioned the two signing periods before we talk a little bit further about Coach Kelly and what's coming. It's one of those situations where oftentimes things are good in theory and not so good in practice. And I think from my perspective, that's kind of what the two signing periods have turned out to be. A pretty good idea that hasn't worked out very well. Agreed? Absolutely. And as a guy who's been covering recruiting for 25 years, uh, I'm a guy that probably was on every show for years when asked about it, uh, saying it would be a great idea to have an early signing period, and now I think it's a bad idea. So it, it, I think it's like a lot of legislation, in, <laughs> whether it's NCAA or Washington, D.C. Or, or Baton Rouge uh, Capitol building, uh, some things can look good in practice or seem like a good idea and have big support. Uh, but there's the unintended consequences and the unintended consequences of having an early signing period is that you have a lot of pressure on athletics directors to get rid of coaches in September or October because they're doing everything they can to hold on to, uh, you know, your, your, your national 100, your national 250, national 300 caliber, uh, prospects and recruits in your class. And so you're, 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 you're under the gun to make it happen as soon as possible, and uh, I don't know if you if 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 you totally do away with it, um, or maybe you just make it available uh, to midterm graduates only, um, because you know. It, it, but you know that that's you know what are you what are athletics making the move for? Well. Most, uh, a good number, I don't know what the percentage is, I'd, li- I'd like to see somebody do the, the, the work on it, but what percentage of your high four-star and five-star signees are actually graduating at midterm now because they're all wanting to do that, particularly prospects that know very early on in high school that they've got a lot of recruiting attention. They're doing the extra coursework so they can get out at midterm because they want to be on campus participating in spring football um, so they can hit the ground running and, and, and make an impact as early as possible in college. Another idea of mine that I've changed my mind about was, is all about the expansion of the college football playoff. I was against it. I always felt like it would 
somewhat prostitute the game and that there weren't enough qualified teams. But again, good in theory, bad in practice has come to pass there too because now we've seen the impact of the playoff system. It's minimized other bowl games dramatically. And more importantly, it's, it's created a lot of opt-outs for players who don't have their teams that are positioned to play in the national playoff. Therefore, I have changed my mind there and I'm now in favor of expanding it largely because of those factors and, and keeping young men on these teams and playing through the end of the seasons. Your thoughts about that as well? No, no, I, I'm, I'm with you, Step. I want to go back the other direction. Uh, I wasn't in favor of the playoff system. I like the BCS. So if I, could, if I was the king, I would go absolutely back to the BCS um, because I, in my mind, the BCS always got it right. Um, I mean, we have, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, have we had a single year in the CFP where both semi-playoff games uh, were competitive? I don't think we've had it where both games were competitive. No, you haven't. No, that's correct. And so I, I think the BCS always got it right. There might have been one or two years where, you know, USC in 03, we know all about that. Uh, you know, even though LSU had two losses in 07, there was still no one else that you would put there ahead of LSU. So, um, I, 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 to me, the BCS always got it right. But, I, but now that, the, the, now that the, 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 where it's at now, I don't think you can ever go back to the BCS. So you, either, you have to go to, to where you want to go. And it's extended extended to twelve teams. Well, you know how many football games you are, are you going to play, and are, and do you still have opt outs? Uh, does a twelfth seed have opt outs, but but a, a four seed doesn't? Uh, I, I I don't know if that works. If and then what does that do to uh, the, the the Texas Bowls? And the uh, the Outback Bowls, et cetera. Um, does that make those low, uh, middle tier bowls even even more uh, less desirable or or waning in popularity than they already are? I think it's a legitimate question. I think there's a lot of legitimate questions that exist here. Yeah. But what we're seeing right now is obviously the byproduct of the things that have been created and. And, of course, the NILs are part of it. The coaches departing early is all about the early signing period and having to get started. And, and back to that for a moment before we talk about recruiting and what's going to happen with Coach Kelly. Look, I think had the early signing period not been in existence, that Coach Kelly would have had a chance to maybe retain or keep a couple of the recruits that got away because there just wasn't enough time to try to make an impact or convince a few of these players. In fact, on signing day, we talked to a couple of those guys that, that expressed that, and I think that the early signing date clearly worked against LSU in that regard. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I look at some of the guys that LSU lost. Um, I don't think they could have. Well, I, I take that back, but maybe I'm wrong. I, you know, Aaron, I know Aaron Anderson met with Frank Wilson. Um, you know, had he not been a midterm grad and, and – um, and wasn't going to sign in December, you know, might LSU have been able to f try to flip him back? I'd, I'm doubtful on it. But, you know, certainly Kendrick Law up in Shreveport not having a relationship and, and really all three of them not knowing who their wide receivers coach is going to be. 
that 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 still hasn't been uh, uh, done by uh, Brian Kelly today. So, but yeah, um, I don't know. It, it. I think luckily for LSU, that's the one position where you just went over three on the wide receivers in Louisiana. Yet, wide receiver is the strongest unit on LSU's football team next season. Yeah, listen, I think that uh, certainly there, there's a lot to be considered there. I, I look at that situation. I do think that Shaz Preston would have thought twice because I interviewed him on signing day, and he said, look, uh, Frank Wilson, we're close to him. And you know, he made a late pitch, but, you know, we, we'd already kind of made up our minds, you know, but the timing just wasn't good. He said that. So yep. I don't know about Aaron Anderson. I think when Coach Ogeron left, I think that that kind of killed that chance. But there's still a couple still out there that are obviously very important. So, Talk about where LSU is right now and what their primary targets are uh, prior to the, the late signing period at this point. Well, obviously, Jacoby Matthews at, at Ponchatoula, the safety. Uh, and, and, and I think LSU is going to – I think LSU will be successful getting him. Um, he's the focus. you got Citizen at Lake Charles Prep. Um, I think had he signed in December, it would have been Auburn. I think uh, LSU can get uh, get him secured and give them a running back in the class. Um, and then, of course, uh, we, we want to see what happens with Danny Lewis from, from New Iberia Westgate, you know, MVP of the Class 4A uh, championship game, uh, currently committed to Cincinnati. Um, you know, he, he, does he come in for a visit and end up getting an offer? Uh, tight end is definitely a, 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 a need position for LSU. Uh, here, you know, does Cole Taylor stick around, or does he hit the transfer portal? Um, you you want to get Jack Besh to his real position, which is wide receiver. So that just leaves you with Mashburn at tight end uh, and the freshman Mason Taylor. I, I think they need one or two more. I think you, you want to get Danny Lewis and maybe a transfer portal tight end. Uh, because Brian Kelly's offense likes to utilize the tight end. They're going to need several new guys there. Well, listen, I think Danny Lewis is maybe the most under-recruited guy I saw. I did his last two games. I did his game against Ed Nakar and did his game in the in the Caesar Superdome as well against Warren Easton. He is a beast. I mean, he's a, well, you know he's what, a big and, guy and that can you, run and he can block that, and he's all that. Kim, when you see Danny Lewis, it's like now you understand why uh, – you know, Cincinnati uh, and Luke Fickle have had the success that they have. That they can go down, to, that they can come from Ohio to New Iberia, Louisiana, to find a kid like that that nobody else is looking at. Couldn't agree more. Really like him, and and just uh, and again, it's a glaring need for LSU. I thought maybe there was a chance that that Coach Kelly would be able to persuade Logan Diggs to come back home since they were in on him big time before he went to Notre Dame, but obviously that's not happening. Although there is one Notre Dame player that, that has uh, has entered the transfer portal, the safety that's pretty good, and maybe maybe there's a new destination in the South for him, right? Yep. Uh, it was certainly, uh, if, if, if Diggs wanted to come, they, 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 would have, they would have a spot ready for him. Visiting with our friend Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. All right, so Brian Kelly and what you've seen thus far, what do you make of the hires thus far? Do you feel like it's it's gone according to form? Do you feel it's gone well? Well, I, 
Uh, the, the, a lot of these coaches I, I, I'm not real familiar with. There's, uh, you know, immediately get on the phone and, and um, I talked to some guys that run team sites in, in each of those markets. And what do you think of him? And you find out if this guy or that guy's a recruiter. Um, I, I think a lot of it's an unknown. And so I think the bottom line is, is regardless of how good a lot of these coaches are, uh, and their ability to coach on the field, uh, they're going to need Jims and Joes in order to really show what they can do. So, um, you know, I, I think probably anybody in the Baton Rouge media has learned their lesson about how glowingly you talk about coordinators and assistant coaches because of all the busts we've seen in the last handful of years. No question about that. I mean, the 2019 season was elite it was special it was for a lifetime and i think as time goes on people will assess and reassess what their thought process was at the time maybe joe brady got a little bit too much credit maybe steve ensminger didn't get enough credit and maybe just maybe you might want to think that joe burrow deserved an enormous amount of that credit based upon uh, what we have seen at the professional level because it's been it's been astounding although i'm not surprised i'm really not and the Bengals, the and the Bengals did a smart thing drafting Chase, too, because everybody said they were, they need an offensive lineman, and they do. But you can't pass on a talent like Jamar Chase. They obviously made No, the that, that was absolutely smart. And um, But at some point, you you, 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 you got to have it. You, you can't let Joe Burrow keep getting hit as much as he's still getting hit. So I don't know what the uh, – you, you're going to know better than I do. I don't know what the NFL draft board looks like for – for offensive linemen this year. Uh, but I, I have a hard time believing that they're not going to go big on offensive linemen in Cincinnati. But they've been absolutely fun to watch. Uh, uh, seems like the Bengals are on uh, the, the, uh, the uh, one of the games of the week on it in, in the Baton Rouge market each Sunday. And a lot of LSU fans are watching the Bengals play each week. They've been fun to watch. And uh, everybody's uh, starting to realize that the Bengals come to New Orleans next year. So that's going to be very interesting. Uh, a lot of uh, torn uh, LSU Saints fans that uh, love Burrow and Chase. Uh, I think that's going to be a fun ticket to have next year. No doubt that that's true. All right, so in talking about recruiting in the SEC right now, what do you see as the primary reason for this phenomenon that is Texas A&M with this class they're putting together for 2022? It's not like they've been lighting – things on fire. I mean, they couldn't beat a, uh, an LSU team that was, you know, at that point, just an average team at best. This well, year. They were uh, all it, that good. it certainly got everybody paying attention. And, um, you know, and, and, and I'm a guy that in 2015 was beating the biggest bass drum uh, on, on planet Earth for Jimbo to replace Les Miles. But from what I've seen at Texas A&M, um, yeah, I mean, look, uh, uh, with, the, with the recruiting classes that he's already stacked up at Texas A&M, did they really have any business losing to LSU in November? Of I, course I did, not. Yeah. I, you know, he can have the number one recruiting class in the country, but there's a part of me that has seen his offense, and as stale as it is, I still – and, and, and we've got a thread on our message board about it. And I said, you know what? I'm sticking by my prediction that I don't believe Jimbo Fisher will ever win an SEC title. 
I would actually agree with you, and I have nothing against him, and I kind of feel like you do. I think a couple of years back, would have loved to have seen that this time around. I was really hoping and praying it didn't happen. With all due respect to Fisher, I don't want to say his star is completely faded, but it's certainly not as bright as it once was. And you're right, his offense, even last year with Mond and being ranked highly, they were pedestrian. And not a whole bunch to look at. So, again, I think a lot of people are shocked by how good their yeah, recruiting I mean, classes because Alabama and Georgia are going to be there every year with those recruiting classes. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Uh, and this goes back to his years at LSU. His offense requires his quarterbacks. They, they almost always need two or three years in his system. I don't ever see a scenario where he's, even if he's got the number one quarterback prospect in the country, uh, out of high school to where they come out and have a Trevor Lawrence type of freshman year in his system. I, I don't think his offense does quarterbacks any favors, and neither does his play calling. Agreed on that as well. So final word on on what is happening with LSU football going into next year. It's that even year on the schedule in terms of home and away games. The odd year is usually the, the favorable year for scheduling, so it's not that year coming up. You know, what could the ceiling be? I mean, again, we don't know the whole roster yet. we got a pretty good idea about quarterbacks, uh, lacking running backs, lacking tight ends. Boti will be back, obviously. Offensive line has to get dramatically better. What's, what's the ceiling on the 2022 LSU team, what would a really good season be? Eight wins, seven wins? I, I, I think the ceiling is seven and five. And I think I that's really fair. Do. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think when, when people look at Brian Kelly, you certainly are not and you should not judge him by what happens in 2022. Uh, the time to judge him is, is starting in 2023. I really believe that. So You I'm open up you on a just Sunday in New Orleans in the Superdome playing Florida State. And then, like you said, it's, a, it's an even year. So that means you're going to Florida, you're going to Auburn, and you're going to Texas A&M. You get Alabama at home. Uh, you've got Tennessee rotating in. Um, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, you, you, you raised the question, and it just so happens I was on the phone with Brian Lazar about 30 minutes ago, and we were both going there. And, and we, all, uh, we, we all ended up at 7-5. and five. And, and I was actually probably leaning more towards six and six. Yep. Which would make sense Anybody, as well. Any LSU fan that thinks you're going to plug in Brian Kelly and go nine and three next year is, are deluded. Yeah, if that happened, he'd be coach of the year in the SEC, if not the country. I agree with you 100% no, and, and there. Believe me, eight and four. If he goes eight and four – uh, and you, and then he's, and then you're, uh, and you're following recruiting, and he's got a top-flight recruiting class coming in. I think if you're an LSU fan and you understand football and you know what it takes to, there's a difference between a program and there's a difference between uh, a program and team, um, and you understand what he's building and how he's going to put it together, and and what he's going to do with the portal, recruiting classes, finishing off 22 and 23. Uh, to me, uh, to, and, and if you start seeing kids develop, getting bigger and stronger, um, and you see the foundation being laid, uh, and, and, you, and you end up going seven and five, and you've got maybe a, 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 a loss in there that was a real close game, hard fought, uh, I think LSU fans will accept that, knowing that what's getting, getting built 
is, is going to be big for the future. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter, at Scarborough Mike. Always go to TigerBait.com to get some outstanding information. And as we get closer to the later signing date, you'll certainly want to do that unquestionably. Mike, thank you so much for the time. Always appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. Keep up the good work. All right, Ken. You too. Happy New Year and talk soon. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. All right, we'll take a time out here. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. Live from the Hilario Center at the 11th Annual All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Basketball Classic. I'm Ken Trahan. We'll take a time out here. When we return, we'll visit with outstanding longtime coach and tournament official director, among other titles, Timmy Bird. He'll join us next as we continue with more here on All Access for a Wednesday night. Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM. Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months, I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code time have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time then try Babbel in just 15 minutes a day Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use with 14 languages and lesson topics like travel business relationships and more you'll learn what matters most to you Babbel language for life learn a new language with ease go to Babbel.com to try for free that's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Ugh, my stomach. Don't worry, I've got you covered. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. What's that? It's Pepto-Bismol chews. Pepto-Bismol's in a chew? Yeah, they taste great and provide fast relief. And you can always have Pepto-Bismol handy. Ooh, let me try it. Try Pepto-Bismol chews for fast relief. Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use is directed. Keep out of reach of children. This report is sponsored by New Zequil Pure Z's Restorative Herbal Sleep. Tired of being tired. New Zequil Pure Z's Restorative Herbal Sleep is a melatonin-free sleep aid made with clinically studied plant-based ingredients to help promote better restorative sleep. Sleep this good? 
Feel this good. Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Pelicans lost at home for the second straight night, this time 123 to 110 to Phoenix. The Suns jumped out to a 42-31 first quarter lead. The Pelicans played uphill all night long, playing within two in the fourth quarter, but not getting any closer. Devin Booker, 33 for the Suns. Devontae Graham, 28. Jonas Valanciunas, 25.16 boards for the Pelicans, who host Western Conference leader Golden State Thursday night. College basketball, a big night at the Maravich Assembly Center. The court officially named for former Tiger great Dan. Brown and then the current Tigers ranked 21st rallied late to down number 16 Kentucky 65 to 60 Tari Eason led LSU at 13 points 15th ranked Xavier won at seven straight downing Fort Lauderdale 61 to 50 Tulane tries to make it three and one American Conference play tonight in East Carolina college football LSU showed up in Houston at the Texas Texas Bowl perhaps they shouldn't have missing a slew of players it showed in a 42 to 20 loss to Kansas State wide receiver John Trey Kirkland forced to play quarterback with no scholarship quarterbacks available Brian Kelly now takes over the program the New Orleans Saints back on the practice field today to begin preparations for Sunday's game in Atlanta. The Saints have to win, and the Rams have to beat the 49ers for the Saints to make the playoffs. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Of course, we're live at the Hilario Center where the 11th Annual All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic is underway. You can check out my story from the first game played on the main court today where the North Shore girls won their ninth straight game as they beat Liberty 45-30 right now. Really good-looking team. Lafayette Mighty Lion girls were all over Warren Easton 56-16 in the fourth quarter. Of course, I mentioned 11 years running. This was a brainchild of a gentleman who joins me now and, of course, is very familiar in basketball circles in Louisiana, 12-time state championship coach, Timmy Bird joining us. Timmy, great to have you with us. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year. Hey, Ken. Good seeing you and really appreciate all that y'all do in supporting this uh, tournament and, and high school athletics for sure. Well, it's our pleasure, and obviously it's a pleasure to be here. And it's nice to be back here. Missed having it last year. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I think that's a song, right? Yeah, we're, we're very fortunate that we're able to uh, have it this year with, you know, Omicron going around and a lot of a lot of schools not reopening. And so we were we were kind of on the edge of our seat wondering if we were going to be able to uh, complete it. And it looks like we will be, so we're excited about it. Well, it's great, of course, 48 teams, four brackets, and mentioned it's underway already, going on every day, starting at 4 p.m. tomorrow and 4 p.m. Friday. And then, of course, the Saturday games, uh, championship games, all four will have live on CrescentCitySports.com, and Timmy will be part of that. And we certainly look forward to that. I mean, listen, you had played in a lot of tournaments over the years, around the country so that's kind of how this got started you saw how other people did things and you envisioned the possibility of this happening in the new orleans area and said why not and all-state sugar bowl stepped up and tell us the rest of the story there yeah we you know we because we had the good fortune of of doing a lot of traveling over the last 
well at the time. It was about 10 years and uh, getting to play in the best tournaments in the country. We saw how the best did it, and I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't understand why we didn't have a national tournament here in the state of Louisiana with all the good teams. And so uh, Ed and I got together and got with the Sugar Bowl, and they thought it was a good idea. And, and uh, you know, first year we went into the hole, a lot of money, and uh, didn't, didn't decide to, to, to crater at that point. We, we stuck with it, and, and then um, we had the good fortune of having uh, Ben play here in a packed house, and that was a really good year. And, and from that point on, we've had some just really from the start we've had really good teams and, and really good championships but it's been really special since uh since ben played here jimmy bear with us talking basketball and high school basketball is still good here you're not coaching this year for the first time in a long time how has that gone for you it's been great i uh i enjoy the time off and uh, just kind of sitting back, enjoying my grandkids, and doing a little thing, a, a few things in the business world, and um, I'm actually enjoying my time off. All right. So the obvious is you're going to do this again. You're going to get back into coaching anytime in the future. Is that still a possibility? Ken, you know it's a possibility, yeah. but right now I'm I'm not uh, I'm not itching to do it. Um, you know I'm I'm watching a, a, a little bit of college and. Uh, I am going to go and, and look at a couple of high school teams play in January and February. And and if I don't have the itch after that, I'm not going to coach. And if things change, well, then uh, I may. So I'm just kind of playing it by ear right now and just kind of seeing how I feel. And I, I do miss the players. I do miss the uh, camaraderie. I miss the uh, competition. But, uh, you know, to do it right, it's a lot of work. And I'm kind of enjoying, after 24 years, I'm enjoying just kind of sitting back and watching. Yeah, and hanging out, doing a few games with me. It's not, yeah. not a terrible thing. <laughs> maybe, I have, may, maybe I'm going to embark on a, uh, <laughs> on a sideshow in the, in the broadcasting business. It might just happen. Why not? Jimmy Berry with us talking basketball. I want to get into college and pro, too. But on the high school level, uh, you watch on a regular basis. You still have a lot of friends in the industry. You put this tournament on. So when you look at Louisiana right now in terms of boys' teams, uh, the best teams in our area would be whom? Yeah, I think you got you, you, you got to start with uh, Carr, Carver, McMain, and probably Newman. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, you know, from there, I think you got to watch. You, you definitely got to watch Shaw. You got to watch uh, Landry. And I think you got to watch John Curtis. Um, I think John Curtis is 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 a team that you got to pay attention to. I, I think they could compete for the uh, the Catholic state championship along with Shaw and you know obviously you got Brother Martin and Jesuit and Saint Og. Yep. But I think the two newcomers that everybody's got to really watch out for is Shaw and John Curtis. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at the power rankings right now and and these were just updated yesterday. And 5A you got North Shore's fourth in the state. Destrahan's fifth. I'll tell you who's a good team. East St. John. That's a very good basketball team. Very athletic. Antonio Broadway does a good job, and they are currently sixth. I think they've got a real shot, having seen them. Very impressed with the job that he does overall. And that team, as I mentioned, has athletes. We did their game with Hanville last year, and I, I told uh, Bill Gallagher after that game, I said, that's a team that's got a great future. They've got really good players, like what they're doing. 
you mentioned 4A. That's the that's the powerful situation with the local teams right now. One, two, three, and four: McMain, Carr, Carver, and Lakeshore on the North Shore. Now they haven't played as tough a schedule, but they are 11 and 0. So, and then of course there's Landry, who's really right. good, really good. They're better than seven. Uh, they they could beat any of the top teams. They're really good. So I think that's the class that has the best local talent in it. Yeah, and I think Peabody has the name, but I'm not sure if uh, Peabody is the Peabody of old. So I, I think you would have to put the four uh, New Orleans teams in the top as being the favorites. And then there's always going to be someone that's going to, you know, come out of the pack, you know, anywhere from, you know, six to 15 that surprises. There'll be one team that's going to surprise. 3A, the closest thing uh, to New Orleans would be Donaldsonville has a very good team at 13-3. and three. They're right fourth right now. Sophie B. Wright's been good over the last several years, and they're 10th in 3A, but that's not a deep class where local teams are concerned. Yeah, you know, Jason does a really good job at, at Sophie B. Wright, and, uh, you know, they've been in the hunt here the last five, six, seven years, so you know, they're going to have a chance. And I think the good thing about uh, Sophie B. Wright is they don't run away from competition. They're going <clears> to <throat> they're gonna really uh, get some competition here in this tournament that's going to really make his team better. And they'll get tougher mentally and, and tougher physically, and that's going to help them down the stretch, no doubt. Yeah, Jason Bertrand does a nice job, and pleasure working with him. Two-way, we really don't have any local teams uh, that really are threats at all, the closest you know, thing would be a meet, and they're down in the 13th spot, so it's just not a class where you're going to see anybody locally uh, that's going to be able to break through. The same is true in 1A. You've got West St. John at number nine, and nobody else really to speak of. And, of course, uh, very, very few teams participate from this area in Class B and in Class C, so nothing really to talk about there. Now, when you turn it to the select side, the, the division side, it's a little bit different. Of course, in Division One. It's been the Scotlandville domain for many years until last year when St. Augustine broke through and beat them. Uh, Scotlandville right now is number one, but I really like the St. Paul's team. There's a coach that's done an excellent job. They play a ramped-up schedule. They've really toughened their schedule the last few years. They play good people, and they're a good team. Uh, and you mentioned the the other Catholic school teams. You know, Brother Martin 15 and two, Shaw's 13 and two, Curtis is eight and one. Uh, they're all good teams. Catholics 12 and four. That's a good team. Uh, you know, I think, and even going down the St. Augustine, you know they're better than four. The and top eight. seven, eight teams yeah, have a chance. Every one of that's what I was going to say. I don't think this isn't Scotlandville of three years ago. It's still a good team, but not quite as dominant as it was. Right? It's, it's. I think it's open. I think uh, St. Paul's definitely has a shot. As as you know, I think top six, seven teams have a shot here. Yeah, I, I do like John Curtis, and I like Archbishop Shaw locally. I think they're both good teams. You know, when you. When you go down to the Division II ranks, Archbishop Hannon, De La Salle, clearly the two local teams that are that are good. And those are well-coached teams. I mean, you're talking about Errol Goff and Paul Kelly, and they both do a good job consistently every year. I'm going to tell you, I, I think Hannon and De La Salle are the two teams to watch there, and I think those are two teams that could upset Liberty. Liberty is the favorite. You got Danny uh, Broussard's uh, St. Thomas Moore sitting at two. Mm -hmm. But he'll tell you this is one of his weaker teams. And... Uh, I think it's wide open. I think it's Liberties to win, but I think Hannon and De La Salle are two teams because they're tough, and I think they have the pieces. They could beat Liberty. 
Division three Lafayette Christians traditionally been really good, but Newman certainly looks like the favorite this year. They're number one right now in the power rankings. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I remember back in, what, 2012 when Newman was the one seed and got upset in the first or second round. Mm -hmm. But this is Newman's to lose. They, they just have too much talent. Um, you know, they, 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 they're going to overwhelm this, uh, this class. But, again, when the playoffs start, you still got to go get it done. And, uh, but they're the odds-on favorite in a big way. Turning to Division Four, a country day is you can't ever dismiss them because Mike McGuire does such a good job annually. This is not his most talented team. He's gonna, they're going to have to step up to have a real chance. To, Calvary Baptist has been there the last couple of years. Southern Lab, of course, is a, is a really good team. And really, it's, it's just changed dramatically when you look at the way that's unfolded. Yeah, and I think Calvary Baptist, you know, we got beat by them last year in the mm -hmm. semis. I think it's theirs to lose. Mm -hmm. I think uh, the other team that you got to look at, because they do have a lot of talent, is Central Catholic mm -hmm. uh, sitting at four. But I think Southern Lab, they, they, they've got the biggest team, but Calvary Baptist is going to have the guard play to win. Agreed. And then, of course, uh, when you go down to Division Five from a local perspective, we really only have uh, Christ Episcopal on the North Shore. That's part and parcel of that. Uh, they're right now in the sixth spot. I don't know much about most of these teams, but I know a lot about Jehovah Jireh. They've been that Yeah, team. it's a, it's a two-man race. It's Family Christian, which they're playing in this tournament for the first time, and uh, they've really stepped up their schedule. They're playing a lot of uh, a lot of tougher teams, a lot better competition. So that's going to give them a chance against Jehovah Jireh. All right, Timmy Burns, I guess we'll take a timeout. 504-260-1061. When we return, I want to get Timmy's take on. Zion Williamson in the pro game, but also the college game and where it's at right now as we continue from the Alario Center at the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic. Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day 2022. 
This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Raise your hand if you like burritos. Put a Taco Bell $2 Beefy Melt Burrito in that hand. Seasoned beef with a three-cheese blend? Put another Beefy Melt Burrito in the other hand. You're welcome at participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine and the newly relaunched WhereYouAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. Presented by Sky Vodka. Comic book lovers and movie fans will want to head to the convention center. It's Fan Expo New Orleans, formerly Wizard World. Or watch the Saints versus the Falcons on Sunday at Manning's at 519 Fulton Street with a kickoff at noon. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to the newly relaunched WhereYouAt.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new issue of WhereYouAt Magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Of course, the Pelicans in the midst of playing the three best teams in the West, 0-2 against them right now. And they've got Golden State, number one seed in the West at Smoothie King Center tomorrow night. They've lost three straight overall, and the news today, no better about Zion Williamson. Pelicans putting out a release today announcing that Williamson is continuing his rehab away from the team in the Portland area, but under the supervision of the Pelicans' medical staff. Now, here's a quote. Since we notified everyone December 16th of his latest imaging, it was decided by our medical team to dial his rehab back to only partial weight-bearing activities. He continues along that path, said David Griffin. We also agreed that in order to put Zion on the best position to succeed, he will rehab away from the team at this time so he can focus on the task at hand. And then Williamson quoted as saying, as you can imagine, it's been a very difficult process for me. I know there's work to be done in my recovery before I can safely return to the court but I will continue to put in the time necessary so I can get back on the floor with my team and represent Pelicans fans in the city of New Orleans at the highest level. Basketball means everything to me. There's more to it, but I'll stop right there. All right. I'm not sure what to say, Timmy, when you talk about this young man who's missed far more games than he's played thus far in three years. Did you see this coming? Did you think this was an accident waiting to happen with the freakish nature of his body the way he's constructed yeah that's the risk you know I, I think you had to take him but at the same time there's there's history with big big uh players in the nba uh with regards to injury uh especially guys that you know over that 270 280 uh mark but i think there's more to it than just the injury now um this is now this is this seems to be more than just a rehab issue um, it makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes but you know you, you look back on it and maybe you take that second pick as opposed to you you rolled the dice knowing that you know this this guy because he's so athletic he's so big he's gonna have weight problems if he can't continue to work out um, 
this is the risk you, you took by taking him. And so hopefully, hopefully he's going to get healthy and he's going to be able to get back to the Pelicans, but it doesn't look real good right now. Agreed. And I think their success, unfortunately, is tied to him. I, I, I just think they, they put, they were all in on him. And obviously uh, it's, you know, it's not working out. Look, when the young man was on the floor, he was really fun to watch and he's a special talent, but, but again, it's kind of like you talk about the Saints with Andrews Pete, Teron Armstead. Hey, you got good players, but if they can't get on the field enough, or in this case on the floor enough, uh, it negates the concept of them being good. You can't count on them, and you can't. When you make a sizable investment in such players, it's very, very difficult on a franchise. Well, you mortgaged the future with him is basically what you did. You tried to build your team around uh, a rookie that um, is going to sell tickets, but – you don't have enough pieces to overcome him not being in the lineup. So, you know, it, it, the future doesn't look good for the, you know, for the Pels. So I don't know what to say. It's, it's disappointing. It seems like we've been here too many times in the past, and it almost seems like we can't get it right. Well, listen, it's an ongoing issue. It's a major concern as well it should be, and I'm – I think everybody's fed up, in particular when people see what John Morant's done, who's just a transcendent type of player. You kind of knew he was going to find scoring in the NBA when you saw his skill set because he was more of a distributor at the college level. But all you had to do is watch him. Silky smooth, quick, quick leaper, great penetrator, great vision, and he now can shoot the ball. And guard play, I don't care what level it is. NBA's really gone in that direction as well. But when you have an elite guard, it changes everything. Well, that's it. The, the, when you have a guy that can play make and make everybody around, around him better, you, you, I think you always have to go with those guys. You have to go with the guards that are difference makers, that have a high skill set, that have all the intangibles. And you look at all your great guards in the NBA, they, they all have the common denominators. You know, they, they can score it at all three levels. You know, they can play defense. Uh, they're good leaders. Uh, most, most of them have good high character. Um, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard for me. It's hard to pass up the way the game's played today. It's hard to pass up a top-notch guard. Jimmy Bird, our guest, we'll take a time out here. One more second to go. We'll touch on college basketball. LSU a big win last night. Tulane trying to make it three straight in the American Athletic Conference tonight. And then the great story of Loyola, number one in the nation. We'll get into that when we return in just a moment from the Alario Center at the Allstate Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic. Ken Trahan with you on 106.1 FM NASH Icon and at NASHFM1061.com. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What are your 2022 business goals? Simplified IT? More security? Dell Technologies has the expertise to help you. From transforming your digital workspaces to providing comprehensive end-to-end -end IT solutions. Get high-performance computers featuring Windows 11 Pro with powerful hardware-based security and savings up to 45% during Dell's New Year event sale. 
Get special financing through Dell Financial Services. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Hey, how'd you like to get paid to work out? Yes, I said get paid to work out. Now you can with ISSA, the global leader in personal fitness certification. If you're interested in a money-making career in fitness as a personal trainer, now is your time because ISSA is guaranteeing you will get a job. That's right. There's a huge demand for certified personal trainers right now. So once you get ISSA certified, they guarantee you will get a job. Just text FORM to 323232 now to get started for free. You do everything at your own pace and 100% online. Live your life on your terms. Get certified and train like you want, full-time, at a gym, at home, or as a side hustle. Whatever works for you. Don't wait another day to start your career in fitness. Get certified and start making money fast. Guaranteed. Just text FORM to 323232 right now to get started with your ISSA certification for free. Text the word FORM to 323232. Always welcoming intelligent points of view whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 1061 FM NASH ICON at NASHFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. College basketball, a lot of good stories. Tulane playing right now. They've won their first two in the American Athletic Conference. Great start. And, of course, young man uh, that you know pretty good that transferred from LSU to Tulane has, has made a difference. I, we saw him here in this tournament. We weren't sure Jalen Cook was going to be that guy at LSU. He didn't really get the opportunity, but well, he's in a place now where he's getting a chance, and he's just stepped up his game in a big way. I've been knowing him since the eighth grade, and, and we played them. Uh, we went and played them, I think, two years. And uh, I think we played them three. I think we played them three or four times uh, when he was in high school. And I knew then, you know, he's just one of those guys, they they all trying to find fault with him because he's not, you know, 6'2", he's 5'11". And, uh, but the, the guy's a winner. And he can put serious points up. He knows how to score. Um, but you got to give him the ball and you got to give him the green light and you got to give him, let him know that you have confidence in him. And I think he's found his spot now and uh, he's tearing it up and he's, he's, he's really making the coaches at Tulane look really good. LSU, big win over Kentucky last night. Auburn just kind of drilled them at Auburn previously. Auburn, boy, is, I think Auburn, if they, they learn to play together, they're a threat to win it all because they've got such great length everywhere and they're so athletic. I just think they're really good. That wasn't a bad loss in retrospect, but to LSU to beat Kentucky in a wild game that went back and forth with big runs on a night they renamed the court after Dale Brown, that's pretty special. And, look, I don't think they shoot it well enough watching them play. Uh, I think they're athletic enough. I don't know that they're deep enough, but they're good. And, you know, whether you love or hate Will Wade every year, he restocks. They're always good, and they're good again, and that was a good win. Well, the, the no, there's no doubt that they have the players. One of the things they're doing, I think, a really good job this year is playing defense. But the, the Kentucky win didn't surprise me because they match Kentucky, maybe not in depth, but they match them first five, first six players. They match them athletically and talent, uh, talent-wise. So that win didn't surprise me. Um, you know, Kentucky's come back to the pack. And uh, they're going to they're going to take several losses in the SEC, and I think LSU you got you got to put them right now in the top four of the SEC, which is really loaded this year. So 
um, you know, LSU's got a real chance. If they can learn to grind, if they can stay healthy, and if they can find just one or two guys that can knock down some threes, because they're going to take the best player away. Good teams are going to take the best player away, so then you got to find that second, third guy that's going to knock down perimeter shots. And then there's the great story that is Loyola. You, you've almost seen this coming. They've been a Final Eight, Final 16 team the last few years under Stacey Hollowell. Mike Giolando did a really good job at Loyola, sort of Jerry Hernandez. But when you're talking about what Stacey Hollowell's done, he's just up the ante in terms of the quality of the player that they're attracting to that program. I've seen them play twice this year, and I always call it Division II, Division I. They've got at least two Division I players on that team. That is a good basketball team. What, 15-0 now? Pretty special stuff, man. I think he, that's the big surprise, I think, is the job that he's done since he started. But the last two years, he's been lights out. He's, he's not only proven to be a great recruiter, but Stacy has shown that he actually is a very good coach. And uh, the way he's got those guys playing and, and to be undefeated, you know, with the schedule that they're playing is pretty phenomenal. I mean, you have to take your hat off to the job that he's doing at Loyola. That is not an easy place to win. And for you to be, for him to be doing the job that he's doing, it's just incredible uh, job. No doubt. Look, they had a great baseball season last season. They have a great coach in baseball. Basketball, they're doing a great job as well. It's been pretty special with what they've been able to do at Loyola thus far this year. A few minutes left. Wanted to quickly update the Saints. Ryan Ramchek back on a limited basis today. He hasn't played last six weeks with a knee injury, so the fact that he practiced in limited fashion is encouraging. Three other players limited today. Mark Ingram, Traquan Smith, Ty Montgomery, but those that were out today, Teron Armstead still out with his knee. Marcus Davenport with an ankle. That's ongoing with him. And P.J. Williams, which is a concern with an ankle, along with Bradley Roby, who missed last week's game, still out with a shoulder. The Falcons' a brilliant rookie tight end Kyle Pitts did not practice today as well. So still injury concerns where the Saints are concerned. Fortunately, it looks like they're getting over the COVID issues, which is really the big story in all of athletics right now, Timmy, is the ability to just keep your guys on the field or on the floor, whether it's football or basketball. Yeah, COVID is preventing some teams from going undefeated. And I tell you what, if the Saints make the playoffs, I mean, what, how incredible would that be? Um, and, and they have a chance to do it. it. It's amazing the position that Sean Payton has his team in. It's just, well, it's phenomenal. Funny you should mention that with my story that I did on that very topic, uh, talking about the fact that Sean Payton has a case for NFL Coach of the Year. He won't get it. Right. Uh, I think Zach Taylor will get it from Cincinnati, but I do believe with what Peyton's done, with what he's had to work with this year, is short of nobody. Well, it's like we were talking earlier. You know, he's changed with the times. You know, great coaches oh, yeah. have the ability to change, and and he he hasn't stayed stuck in his same uh, his same style and philosophy has changed uh, over the years, as opposed to staying. You know, some coaches they just refuse to change, but he hasn't. No, look, he's adapted, and again, what they had to deal with this year, it's been amazingly difficult, and to be in this position, look, if the odds hold up, they're in the playoffs, because the 49ers are an underdog, five and a half to the Rams, Saints are three and a half to four point favorite at Atlanta, so if the odds makers are right, then they will make the playoffs, and the irony of that is, who would they play? The Rams. And they go to Los Angeles, and right away, the whole week, that's all you're going to hear about is the Nolan no-call 
and the revenge factor and such. But, hey, why not? It would be nice to see it happen and certainly look forward to seeing it happen. All right, Jimmy, so we've got a minute or two left. We've got this is the first day. It's a four-day event here. There's four brackets, national bracket, platinum bracket, uh, and, and two local brackets on both sides. When I say local, with, with you know, local and statewide teams, whereas the, the national brackets include teams from around the country. And you've got quite a few good ones here, right? Yeah, we do. You know, Newton George is very good. You know, today is the girls' day. They're on the main court. Yeah. Tomorrow we start with the boys. Um, we have some really good national teams that are going to give our, our local state teams a lot of competition. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch the Georgia team and, and Beaumont, Texas, and St. Mary's out of Phoenix, uh, Fort Lauderdale. There, there's, there's, there's four or five really good uh, national teams. Uh, Pennsylvania team's going to come in here with a lot of size and a lot of talent. But, you know, Louisiana plays a different style of basketball, and, and we, we've got that New York, New York toughness in our kids. And so that's why our Louisiana teams do so well in this tournament every year.